0: That's our responsibility, the immortal Rush Limbaugh. You know, it is remarkable in many respects the path that brought me to you, that brought me to the show, that brought me to radio at all. But there was no more central figure than that man. I'd share this story with you on a couple of occasions. The first... And speaking about what Rush Limbaugh means to me was when we found out that he had stage 4 lung cancer. And the subsequent, what Rush Limbaugh meant to me when we learned of his passing. And there is no man that I believe has had a more personal relationship with more Americans in a more meaningful way for a longer period of time than radio's greatest of all time. And There are so many things about Rush that were masterful in ways that we would never be able to, to fully appreciate the talent behind what he did on a daily basis. But the most remarkable thing is that with over 30 million of us, we had that personal relationship with him. And I can tell you that in spending some time with Radio's Greatest of All Time, which is the newly released book written by Rush Limbaugh, finished by his wife, Catherine, and his brother, David, it takes you back to that personal relationship. And it brings to light everything that daily experience was like. And it does leave you with with a lot of optimism as well, which is what Rush always stood for. And it is truly a pleasure that for this half hour, we're joined by Catherine Limbaugh. Catherine, thank you for joining us.
1: Hello, Brian. Thank you so much. And thank you for such a beautiful opening as well. We really, really appreciate it.
0: I'll share a little story with you at the onset, just a little background uh, about my, my journey into what I do and, and with Rush in particular. Um, both in terms of a career path, but also quite literally, what I do is 100% because of Rush. So I am from suburban Atlanta. And one day in the late 80s, getting out of school, I thought the Braves were playing a day game. And so I flipped on the AM radio, and I was wrong. Not a day game. And I heard for the first time, Rush. And I was the youngest of five and, you know, fairly politically aware uh, and always tried to keep up with my older siblings. My dad always had me aware of, of news and information and everything. I, I would like to say that I understood everything that Rush was talking about. I really didn't grasp it all, but I was so intrigued and it became a way of life. I would try to get out of school as early as I could. Flip on the radio. I'd force my mom to listen. Eventually, she liked it. Um, but that became the daily became the daily way of life. And so that shaped ultimately what I wanted to do for a career. And then, quite literally, when I came to talk radio. So, like any uh, teenager who started in radio, I quickly learned though I wanted to do talk radio. Uh, the market in this medium for a, a teenager without experience was not so great. So I started on the on the music side for about four and a half years. And one day, after I'd made it known for quite some time that I wanted to go to News Talk Radio, I was told to show up at a different studio, different location than I'd ever gone to before, and to be prepared for anything and don't expect to leave for a long time. And that was the day, back in 2001, I learned that what is now WTKS in Savannah uh, had won the rights to Rush Limbaugh. And that day, I was, I was handed and launched uh, that radio station, and it began my News Talk career. So both in terms of shaping my life and my career path, but also quite literally to this day giving me the opportunity, uh, Rush had a, a direct hand in all of it.
1: How great is that, Brian? I know I had heard a bit of your story before, and hearing it from you directly is is absolutely wonderful. I I know of a lot of people who remember the first time that they heard Rush, and, and like you said, sometimes it was flipping over by accident, and they heard this booming voice coming out of the radio speaking directly to him. He had such an incredible gift of connecting one-on-one, and as you said, in such a personal, direct, friend type of, of way. He, he was brilliant, he was funny, but also he spoke what people wanted to hear, what they were thinking, but they just didn't know how to voice it themselves. All of a sudden they switch over, they hear him, and that, the rest is history for, for many people. And in your case, you turned it into a full career, which is wonderful.
0: Catherine, in spending time with the radio's greatest of all time, the first couple of times I made my way into the book, it became very emotional for me. It brought all of those emotions back. And once I, I you know, made it past that point and I, I started reading, it, it took me back to all those amazing experiences. With so many of the the moments, I actually remember even live on air in many cases. But then also with many of the stories from uh, you know behind the scenes moments that, that you had with Rush that are included in this book along with the illustrations uh, what was it like putting this together putting the finishing touches on this as well sure well he
1: started this book in February of 2020, and as you probably are, he was often asked to do various things, to write books or articles or appear in shows and so forth. And most of the time, he would say, no, 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 not that, not that interested in doing that. After his diagnosis, I think it was a very reflective time for him. So he started to think about the idea that he was given some years ago to put together a best of type of book. He wanted to leave the audience, his audience, millions of listeners, with a gift from him where he essentially encouraged them to not remember him as a cancer patient on the radio, but more so as the inspirational leader, as the voice of optimism, as the voice of freedom. So the best way to do that, he felt, was to go back and think about some of his Favorite times on and off the radio from throughout his career. So, this book is really different than most commercial books out there. It is Rush reflecting back on his life, but in a way that a lot of listeners can relate to because they will have heard some of the stories, they will remember him saying some of the things that he said on the radio, they'll see pictures that are very uplifting and inspiring, it's a full-color book that, that can serve as, as a bit of a coffee table book, or it could also also serve as as a bit of a textbook because he is one of the greatest voices of conservatism there's ever been. Um, And I think the, the really interesting thing about this book is he would tell stories firsthand. Much of the time when we were putting this together early on, we were in a hospital setting or it was after a radio program when he was quite quite tired and we were in the library. And he just started to talk. So if you, if you know Rush, he absolutely loved iPhones. He loved anything <laughs> yes. to do with tech, anything to do with Apple, Apple. products. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he lived and breathed Apple. So all I had to do was turn on a microphone on his phone, um, an app, and he would just start talking and some of those stories are incorporated in the book as well. So in many ways it unfolds like a Rush Limbaugh show. People who read it will be happy and laugh and then they also will be probably sentimental in certain ways, but definitely inspired. That that was the point of this book is to inspire the American people who he loved with all of his heart. He loved this country. He loved his listeners. He considered them to be extended family. He really believed that. And he wanted the country to go forward in the best possible light. And as it happens, this book is coming out at a time when I think so many are missing Rush's optimism and Rush's voice, particularly leading up to such an important election coming up here in just a few days.
0: No question. And you hit on something I wanted to ask you about. It speaks to his overall authenticity and the reason that he was able to carry that personal relationship with tens of millions over the course of greater than three decades. I'm going to hold that, uh, but one of the, one of the, um, early moments a, a tribute by our own governor ron DeSantis that i thought uh was was well done by the governor but also pretty funny as well because he sought what many before him had unsuccessfully and that ultimately was a degree from the limbaugh institute for advanced conservative studies which which as rush told our yeah. governor uh the, the learning never stops so the degree is is never complete i, I thought that was apropos
1: that is absolutely right. Governor DeSantis said he's been a lifelong student and was hoping there would be a degree at some point. <laughs> but Rush said, "No, the the learning never stops." And and through this book, he continues to say, "The learning never stops." So <laughs> that is funny. But but yes, each each chapter of the book opens with a very special tribute like that. So in the beginning of of chapter one, there is a tribute from Governor DeSantis, who we admire and respect. Very very much, who happened to be a, a big Rush listener and, and admired him as well. So when Rush passed, unfortunately, they did lower the flags to half staff in his honor. Thanks to Governor DeSantis, so there is a picture of, of a flag half staff as well as as the tribute from Governor DeSantis at the opening. And throughout the book, there are others from from people who were friends of, of Rush's that people will certainly recognize very. Very high-level people, as well as individual fans and listeners, and members of our military. It's it's a wide variety.
0: The book is radio's greatest of all time. We are talking with Catherine Limbaugh. We'll continue this conversation next, right here on the Brian Mud Show, News Radio six ten WIOD. The Ferret Margie.